Tabela bachetu dumelang sambonani. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Luluology. Um, we did not release an episode last week. And we had promised an episode. And I'm gonna tell y'all what happened, right? So this is what happened. Um my boyfriend and I were really, really sad. <laughs> On our anniversary, we were extremely sad because we had so many plans for this day and they just never came to life. And in that sadness, when we did try to record like on multiple times, you just could hear that there was no enthusiasm. There was, we weren't being authentic. There was, it was difficult for us to talk about all these memories and stuff when at that point in time we really just wanted to be with each other and we couldn't so we decided not to record that episode but it will come at some point we will come and we will talk about you know dating and love and all those things but this week's episode is about desirability um and rape culture i feel like uh initially i had the plan to split this into three different segments it was going to be the desirability episode that we released uh first which was us talking about how i experience and how other undesirable people experience life and then it was going to be a rape culture episode where i was going to be speaking about rape culture and then finally it was going to be this desirability and rape culture episode however i came to the startling realization that i cannot separate my undesirability from how i experience rape culture uh it was shocking (laughs) to say the very least to finally realize that i cannot differentiate differentiate between what i experience because i am you know a woman and what i experience because i'm an ugly woman and how those two inter intertwine into my everyday experiences of rape culture. So I am going to be using um, I'm gonna say women. Whoa. I'm gonna say woman right now because I'm talking about myself and my experiences, but I want us to always remember that gender-based violence is gender-based violence, which means it affects way more people than women than just women is what i mean um gender-based violent violent oh guys (laughs) i went to school for 12 years njalo njalo i went to school for 12 years good very good okay anyway as i was saying gender-based violence affects so many people um and it's not something that only women experience and rape culture um affects so many people and it's not something that only women experience okay good 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 let me just drink some water so i want to start off by saying that uh i am myself uh, a survivor of sexual assault so i want to take out some trigger warnings that 
we are going to be speaking about sexual assaults. We are going to be speaking about rape, sexual harassment, all those things. And if that is not something that you would like to hear, or that is not something that, you know, sits well with you, and that is not, and that is something that will trigger you, please, 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 I beg of you in Jesus' name, in God's son's name, please leave now because it is it is what I'm going to be talking about not necessarily in detail but you know I am going to be talking about it and no one wants to be triggered let me give y'all like a moment thank you okay so um I am myself um a survivor of sexual assault um and I think the last time I was assaulted was about two years ago. I think I always tell, I always laugh to myself when I say it's always the last time or the first time, but it's never just the time. Um, the time it happened is always the first time or the second time or the third time or the last time it happened. But the last time I was sexually assaulted was about two years ago. Um, and, you know, it's still something that I can remember very, very clearly. But what I do remember about it is the fact that the person who sexually assaulted me wanted to make it known that I was undesirable to them and they did not find me attractive and they were not here because they liked me. And I think that's an important thing to note because I was well aware of the fact that as an undesirable person, I experienced the world differently, but I didn't know how it would translate to rape culture rape and sexual assault and when i finally understood exactly how it translates and exactly how it works when it comes to rape culture um rape and you know other forms of sexual violence and abuse it made me realize that being undesirable affects way more than what i always thought it affected you know i always thought it affects my friendships it affects my relationships it affects the way I experience going out but uh, the realization that it affects everything from work to sexual assault to how the public views um victims of sexual assault and abuse and GBV made me realize that I could never get away from the fact that I am undesirable. So desirable people um, are always somewhat ashamed of getting or being with undesirable people. When I was 15, there was someone who was really, really desirable according to, you know, like where I lived and they were just like really popular. And I remember, you know, them giving me alcohol and then kissing me. And I was like, oh, well, that's okay, whatever, child. So um, anyway, 
But the next day at school, it was, there was a rumor that I, the ugly girl, kissed this person. And the way it made it seem was if I waited for them to be completely drunk and I took advantage of them. There is this notion that undesirable people will enact violence, will enact some sort of violence on desirable people because it's a thing of, you know, being attracted we are attracted to these people so we are going to enact violence on them and it's so scary to think about that just because I am undesirable people were so quick to believe that I you know took advantage of this much older cooler person than me who I'd never spoken to the day before that and this person was okay with that notion that I was violent because I am undesirable and I enacted this violence upon them by kissing them when they were drunk which is not what happened but it was a much easier story to sell than the truth of this desirable person willingly took advantage of this undesirable person. And it's something that I sit with every day and I'm like, um, child, so what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> Is that because I'm undesirable, people believe that I will be the one to enact any type of GBV and violence and non-consensual acts on desirable people around me. And I think we see it in the way a lot of people act that, you know, desirable people don't see the way that we are treated as if we are less than. So a lot of people don't understand why someone who's a normal, quote-unquote, normal person would want to be with someone who is less than and someone who's undesirable. Why would someone who has the social capital, you know, go on and be with someone who has nothing, no social capital, no money, no looks, nothing? And that person's you, <laughs> You're the person with no money, no looks. You're the person who has no social capital. And as that person, you must accept or understand that if a desirable person finds you attractive or if a desirable person wants to be with you, then everyone seems to think that you are, quote unquote, the dominant person in the relationship or you are enacting some sort of violence on this person or you have coerced this person into being with you by making them feel pity for you or you have made this person think that being in a relationship with you is mutually beneficial. People suppose that as this person who is unattractive, you are enacting some sort of violence on the attractive person. And that's what desirability and 
undesirability and rape culture looks like to me, but it also has this face and this this sinister, like a really, really sinister face that desirable people know that because they are desirable, no one is going to say anything and no one is going to believe undesirable people when these desirable people actually go out of their way to enact violence on them. Um, when I was 16, someone really cool from my town tried to initiate some sort of sexual contact with me. And I was like, no, like, what? Move, I'm gay. <laughs> but they didn't take that answer and they were, they, they tried to coerce me. And I said, no, you know, like, no, Ugh, move, nigger, get out the way. And in the end, they said, you know what? No one would believe you. I'm here. <laughs> and he put his hand up. And then he said, and you're here. And he put his hand lower. And I said, well, I didn't say, but I realized that he knew no one would believe me. <laughs> and that's why he came here. He knows no one will believe me. And even if they do believe me, it's going to be a, okay, and aren't you glad? <laughs> so, desirable people are fully aware that undesirable people experience this lack of empathy. Because people don't see us as people who deserve it. So... It's clear that desirable people know that they have this advantage, this leg up from the beginning when it comes to any sexual or, you know, romantic contact with non-desirable people. So they know that if they ever don't want to admit to the fact that they date someone who's non, who's undesirable. They can just say that that person coerced them or that person, you know, is um, violent. And everyone would believe that. And they also know that if they do go after someone who is, you know, undesirable and that person says no, then no one would believe that. And if you as someone who is undesirable actually ends up having violence enacted like upon you by someone who's desirable they know that if you leave your house and you go and you tell someone they are immediately gonna say what but they're so hot why would they do that to you <laughs> and you must reconcile that idea that because I'm undesirable, people won't believe me. For seven years, I was sexually assaulted by someone who was considered, you know, desirable. And I told someone and they were like, but he's so cool and he's so hot. Why would he do that to you? And I realized that because I was ugly, it didn't matter what I said. I should shut up and be grateful because someone looked at me being ugly and said, eh, I'll enact violence on you. 
people don't want to believe that rape and violence uh rape and attraction have nothing to do with one another right people don't want to accept that people want us to carry on acting like it's a thing of this person was so attracted to you so they sexually assaulted you when in fact it's like oh this person saw you and wanted to enact power and violence upon you and dealing with trying to understand those two concepts of okay um people think that i should be grateful that i'm being sexually assaulted and sexually harassed and sexually you know getting sexually charged remarks because i'm undesirable people think that this is something that i should be grateful for that someone is even looking at me so when i go out and i complain about it or when i go out and i say i didn't like it or this is wrong it's looked at as me being ungrateful rather than someone transgressing against me it's looked at as if i am someone who doesn't understand that my ugliness doesn't warrant me a right to choose if I should have someone come upon me. It means that people look at me and they think you're not worthy of the rights everyone else has. You don't matter. And trying to say, okay, this is what... I'm experiencing, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm feeling, this doesn't feel right, this feels wrong. And also saying, but if I go out socially, I am the one who should be grateful. Socially, I am the one who who people think is most likely to enact violence upon this person. I am the one people think, you know, put this person in, into the situation because I am undesirable. Dealing with undesirability and rape culture and also being a victim of sexual assault from someone who is desirable has made it very clear to me that people will never be honest about desirability um, desirability politics and their views on sexual assault. People feel that, you know, desirable people are lucky to have attention put on them desirable undesirable people are lucky to have people look at them undesirable people cannot be sexually assaulted because anyone who goes after them is desperate and they are probably desperate too you know undesirable people are desexualized you know undesirable people are not expected to have sexual high libidos undesirable people are not supposed to enjoy sex undesirable people are not supposed to be in positions where sex for them is something that they pick and choose. Undesirable people are supposed to get whatever scraps are given and thrown to them. And they should be grateful that someone threw a loaf of bread. Yes, the loaf of bread is stale. Yes, they didn't want the bread. Yes, they they can't eat gluten. Yes, the bread is going to make them upset. Yes, they have insulin resistance, so they don't need those carbohydrates. But I don't give a damn. I threw you a loaf of bread. So enjoy it. Because I'm the only person who's going to throw you a loaf of bread. No one else would even look at you to throw you a loaf of bread. How dare you say you did not enjoy the loaf of bread I threw at you. And as an undesirable person, you must look and say, 
I didn't want that loaf of bread. You didn't have my consent to give me that loaf of bread. That loaf of bread is going to make me sick. That loaf of bread is going to make me hate myself. And they say, you should already hate yourself. You're ugly. That's how it feels to go through rape culture and trying to put it together with your undesirability. Your undesirability is an immediate consent if that person is desirable. That's how they act. That's how they think. That's how rape culture is formed. I know that a lot of people think that I am making it up. Because I'm ugly and he isn't. (laughs) A lot of people think that I should be grateful. And I've been told, you know, someone once said, wow, that person must have been, you know, really, really desperate to fill you up. Or was it dark? And I remember thinking, I'm never gonna get justice i can forget about it because the the judicial system the police officers at the police um at the police station the the judge the people around me the people who believe in social justice movements are not exempt from desirability politics. Which is why I always say, if you look at every single face that has become the face of a movement, it is never someone who's undesirable. And a girl who looks like me, if I were to be killed, or if I were to be raped and killed, and if I were to die at the hands of a man, I would fade off into this obscurity because... There's nothing special about me. No one is going to say, oh, but she was so beautiful. Like, why would you do that to someone who was so beautiful? No one is going to say, we should be mad. No one is going to look at me and think, oh, I missed out on dating that person. I'm so angry because I could have dated that person. Look at how hot they are. People, I don't want people to think that these are not thoughts that go through people's heads. When we talk about desirability, rape culture, and like GBP in South Africa, it is very important for you to be beautiful if you if if anything happens to you. Because if you're not, you can forget anyone remembering your name. It's very important for you to be a cis heterosexual beautiful person. Otherwise, you can forget. That's why we have queer queer people dying every day and it doesn't become the face of a movement it doesn't become a big deal and it doesn't go on on twitter because there's this undesirability about you know especially you know when we see queer bodies who who are more masculine there's this undesirability that people associate with it and this undesirability is the reason that (laughs) there's so many so many murders um and those who pass away in that undesirability, we never know their names. I want you to look at who you decide is worthy 
of the marches. I want you to look at who you decide is important to the movement. I want people to look at who they decide they have decided that they are going to say their name. And I want you to see if you see a dark skin, if you see a fat, if you see a queer woman or person or anyone who looks like me on those banners. And I promise you, you're not. You're not going to see anyone who looks like me anywhere near the face of the movement. You're not. And it's difficult for people to accept that this is what they're doing to undesirable people. This is what I have to experience every day as an undesirable person living, knowing that if I were to die today, it wouldn't matter because I lived as an undesirable person and I'm going to die as an undesirable person. It's the knowledge that no matter what, my undesirability follows me everywhere I go. There's nothing I don't experience with an extra layer of undesirability. And I want us to start being more honest. Stop lying. I need there to be some sort of honesty. I need this to be some sort of accountability for the actions that we take. We are lying every day and saying that we care about GBV victims. But we never look at how we treat GBV victims who are undesirable. You only care about GBV victims you find desirable. So where does that leave the majority of the people who are just found undesirable and unworthy? I really sometimes feel like I'm falling falling into this hole where I feel that people do not see undesirable people as people. Rather as inconveniences. I think... The way I experience the world, the way I experience GBV, the way I experience rape culture is so heavily, you know, affected by my undesirability that I don't know how to choose if I'm experiencing something because of this culture, if I'm experiencing it because I'm undesirable. Shout out though for the term intersectionality this feels like a little bit of me ranting about you know experiencing this thing but it's covered in lack and desirability How do you treat undesirable people around you? How do you treat undesirable people in your area? How do you treat undesirable victims of GBV? Have you looked at the faces of movements and seen someone who looks like me or looks like you? That is what I leave you with on today's episode of Luluology. Thank you so much for tuning on to Luluology. Please follow us uh, on Twitter at Luluology with two Ys. My personal account is at Luluendaba. And on Instagram, we finally made an Instagram. 
we are lulu underscore wendaba thank you so much for tuning in and we hope to see you next week